What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to episode four of Dusty Dimes. Uh, today, your host once again, TJ Plogger, Mike Warfield. What's going on, TJ? How you been, man? Well, good, man. How you doing? How's your weekend? Not, I'll tell you what, I had a good weekend. Went to the stadium series. Uh, we got a good guest coming on today. Yep. So I'll tell you right now, today's topic is actually a really good topic. Uh, we're talking about grinding to commitment. And the biggest thing is, it doesn't always uh, relate just to hockey, but it also relates to a lot of you know other sports, especially pro sports. Um, we have a special guest. His name is actually Scott Holtzman. He is a lightweight UFC fighter, uh, holding the record of 12-2-0. He actually just came off of a fight this past week against Nick Lentz. Unfortunately, it didn't go in his favor, which you know we wanted it to. But uh, it was a good fight, I'll tell you that much. Oh, hands down. It was a, it was a great fight. It, it, it didn't go into the direction that you know we all wanted to go in obviously and it's it, it, we we know like when once he gets on here we'll, we'll talk to him about it but it's it's tough it really is watching that kind of fight i'll tell you what though he's got some balls just to hop in that ring and actually hold a positive record of 12 2 and 0 i guarantee you if i played or fought in the ufc i'd definitely go 0 and 9 0 and 10 no way i can keep up with these guys oh. And I mean, unless you really, really piss me off, and you know, you get that kind of strength where you think you could take anybody on. I mean, <laughs> well, like that retard strength we're talking about. Oh, you know it. We both know it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's kind of cool though because I don't think I've ever had you know the opportunity to talk to a pro fighter and you know ask the questions that a couple of our fans wanted to you know ask them. So, as of right now, we do have Scott, uh, Scott with us. How's it going, Scott? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Scotty? It's TJ. What's up, man? Uh, for the audience that doesn't know, we got uh, Scott Hot Sauce Holtzman, UFC lightweight fighter. So, go ahead, Mike. my question for you, Scott, is when you're coming out of a fight, man, what's, like, your mentality? Like, you know how to, how do I say it, kind of recoup, kind of get your mentality back in order, you know, coming off, you know, all that adrenaline. Uh, like immediately after the fight or maybe in the week after, or I'd probably have to say, I wouldn't say immediately after, cause I'd probably have to say a week after. Yeah. Just trying to, you know, trying to get my body healed up. Obviously it's, it's a little over a week after the last fight right now and my body's still pretty beat up and, but, uh, really the injuries I have, none of them came from the fight. They were all from kind of training camp. So, um, just trying to get your body healed up and, and but also trying to because it's a long hard grind those training camps so you need a little time afterwards to decompress and kind of sit around and uh, process everything it's a little harder after you lose um, you know because you want to get back at it but you got to let your body have some time to, to heal up and and uh put a little weight back on and all that so so one another question i have for you is how often are you hurt from training camp when you go into a fight i watched your interview um you were saying about you know most of the time you're actually hurt going into your fight how much does that actually affect you you know going against especially nick Lenz, you know a good fighter uh, it's all it was good it didn't stop me from doing anything in the fight you know sometimes injuries can slow you down a little bit in training camp but uh, there's so many aspects to the game that, you know, you can always train something. 
if you're injured, you can always kind of train around it. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it didn't really stop me from doing anything in the fight. I felt pretty good and, um, you know, re- just irritated, aggravated a couple of the injuries from training camp in the fight. But they didn't. it didn't stop me from doing anything and an excuse either. Um, but, you know, I fought with torn ligaments in my knees. Jesus. I fought with a dislocated thumb. Uh, it's kind of part of it, man. You just, <laughs> I fought with a cut from a week and a half, uh, before the fight. That was two fights ago in Vegas. I had a big cut on my eyebrow just two weeks before the fight. Had Jeez. eight stitches and kind of got it closed up just in time for the fight. And then it opened up right off the bat in the fight. So, uh, and, yeah, there, most, most of the guys go into the fights kind of injured already. Okay. Now, I remember I kind of looked up your stats when you played for Knoxville and uh, when you back played in hockey and said you were 180 and, you know, going into a weigh and you cut weight just a little bit, I would have to say. Now, how hard is that cutting weight for you? Uh, it's hard, man. It's, it, uh, you know, I get even bigger now uh, mm-hmm. than, I, than I was back then. Back then I had to work really hard to get up to 180, but now it's like a week after the fight I weigh 190, sometimes almost up to 200. Holy shit. So the weight cuts are tough, but I've never come close to missing weight or anything like that. But it sucks. Sucks for about three or four days when you're trying to cut down. Yeah. Um, So I usually get back to this fight. I was a little bigger than I like to be. So sometimes that makes you a little slower or sluggish. Um, But I, I usually, I was about back to about 175 this fight. So that's almost nearly 20 pounds. Scott, if we if we can if we can touch on the fight against Nick Lentz, where, I mean, obviously I wasn't happy. I know you weren't happy. The fans weren't happy. How, if you can touch on it, how frustrating was it that he was holding you against the cage most of the fight? Uh, it was frustrating, but I knew that's what he wanted to do. It wasn't any secret. Um, yeah. You know, there were no secret. He didn't come with any secret game plan or anything. I knew that's what he was going to do. Um, you know, he's, he was kind of in love with his striking lately and telling people, you know, how he loves to strike this and that. But I knew once I hit him a couple times and popped him and he felt some of that power. Oh yeah. Go back to, he was going to go back to his old ways. So, I mean, I expected him to do that. He was just a little bit better than I thought he would be. You know, I, I trained with some high level wrestlers and, um, you know, and I always wrestle okay for a guy who, who never wrestled, um, but he was a little bit stronger in that position than I thought. And he kept digging his, his fingers into his own glove. So it, it got hard to, yeah. uh, to, to pull his hands apart. But, you know, I got to stop that. I got to do a little better. And, um, you know, I can't, I can't lose those positions because it kind of got to a point where he was just holding on to me. But he was also bleeding off the clock. So Yeah, I, that's what I, I felt, too, as I felt like every time you got momentum and you were pounding him. He, he literally grabbed you and, and held on to you for dear life. Yeah, I mean, it's easy for for all of us me to say, oh, you know, you're a pussy. You, know, <laughs> you didn't really want to fight and this and that. But uh, it's a little different when you're in there in front of, you know, a million people on ESPN oh, and yeah. a full crowd and, and a dude's hitting you and kneeing you in the face and shit. You don't. You know, it's your teeth on the line in there. You don't necessarily want to get hit any more than you have to. So, 
Uh, you know, I've won some fights like that, so it's hard for me to criticize him. Um, so, I mean, it's a chess match, man. If you, you know, if you have an opportunity to win somewhere and the guy can't stop it, then why not do it? Exactly. Yep. I mean, he, you know, he, he did, uh, you know, he controlled, held me for that long and he still came out looking like that. If, if he wouldn't have been able to hold me, it would have been a really short night for him. Oh yeah. And the amount of shit you would have talked at the end of that, I feel like, oh man, <laughs> you, you kind of have to have a good way to, you know, run your mouth in the UFC. I feel like, I mean, shit. Look at Conor McGregor. Yeah, That's all he bit. does. Yeah, a little bit, but you also, you know, the more you run your mouth, and you always get a little piece of humble pie eventually. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we actually had a viewer um, at, wanted to ask a question to you is what was kind of the passion for fighting that, you know, took you away from hockey? Was it, you know, you just really love fighting or you're just kind of done with hockey? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really only pursued, you know, hockey at the next level. I always had fun with roller hockey and ice hockey and all that. And, mm. I did love it, but I only really tried to pursue pro hockey because a friend wanted me to. He thought I could do it. And he kind of believed in me. Um, but then after that, I uh, I just got a normal office job. I was sitting in a cubicle and talking on the phone and on the Internet, and it drove me crazy, man. So I, I needed another outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, I was coaching kids hockey and still, still playing in the beer league and all that, but uh, I needed another outlet, and I had a friend who was training some jiu-jitsu, so I kind of followed him to the gym one day, and I uh, ended up sticking with it, and then tried out my first fight a year later, and uh, I never really, I didn't have any big dreams or aspirations to be a UFC fighter or anything like that. I mean, when I was first, when I first started, it wasn't even legal in Tennessee yet, so. Holy shit. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too big. It was starting to, to get a little bigger, but. Um, so I just, I kind of fought and then, you know, the fight went so quick. I was like, well, I got to do another one. And then after that, I won again and kept winning. I was like, well, I'll just go till I lose. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I'm in the UFC with the best guys in the world. So that's awesome, uh, man. Yeah. Just kind of riding the wave. I, I still am really, um, you know, I'm just really, I'm really just an athlete and a competitor. I'm not. No, and I respect that, man. You literally yeah. came from nothing and made yourself out of something. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't be happier than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's been cool. One of the, another question I have for you is how long would be, like, a rest period between, like, a next fight for you? Do you take a month, two months off? Uh, it depends on, on if I'm injured or not. Uh, i got to get my hand better and my knee better. Um, so... I'm going to kind of start back with some lighter workouts today, but I'll probably go lower impact for a month or so or until my my body gets a little better. Um, So I wanted to turn around real quick and fight on that Nashville card in four weeks, but um, you should get on on that Philly card. (laughs) (laughs) What's the date of that? March 30th. March 30th. Tell you right now, if you get on that Philly card, we're coming. We will be there. I think I'll be on that one. I don't know. We'll see. But that's too bad. Paul Felder's from Phil, uh, Philly, I think. I don't think he's going to be able to do that either. Oh, really? Hometown yeah, he hero right there. He had a punctured lung from his last fight. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. I, I I wouldn't fight you after that either for a little bit. Yeah, fighters are so tough, man. It's crazy. So He fought through that and won. When you're, I mean, that feeling, you know what I mean? It's kind of like one of those feelings like um, first time walking into an arena and, you know, all these fans are cheering for you. What's that, what's that like, man? Like, just everyone's like, oh, man, let's go, you know, hot sauce or something like that, rocking your brand. You know, is that a pretty solid feeling for you? Yeah, yeah, it is, man. It's, you know, it's sometimes it's kind of surreal. You know, you don't, I don't know, I, I just feel like an average dude. But then when you get fans who show up and support you and, and uh, you know, come to the fights and travel and spend a whole bunch of money to come see you and stuff like that, it's real special, man. It it definitely, it definitely uh, you know, makes the ride a little bit cooler to have some friends there and things like that. People support you, so. Oh, for um, sure. But it's tough, man. It's tough to balance it because uh, you can't get too high or too emotional or too low during the fights. You got to kind of stay focused on what you're doing, and but you got to try to take it in. But um, you know, it puts a little bit of pressure on you too because you don't want to lose and let all your fans down and friends and family who traveled all that way to see you. So no, exactly. Um, you know, but they're you know anybody who really cares about you, they're they're going to love you either way, win or lose, but uh, you, you don't ever want to feel like you let anybody down. So Now, uh, to touch on friends and family, are you able to go home now? I mean, now that training's done, you get to go home, relax with everyone? Yeah, I'm actually home now. I'm driving. That's I'm awesome. Truck. <laughs> I got my baby in the back. He's napping. So. <laughs> hey, amen for I'm that. I'm home now. Yeah, it's been good to be home, man. I'm, you know, I missed my little boy, and, uh, of course, good to see my wife and all that. Um, so it kind of helps decompress too. You know, I get away from training camp and, um, just get away from the reality of everything and focus on yeah, family time. Yeah. Cause that, that, uh, that training schedule is pretty rigorous and sorry. Oh, you're good. Pretty rigorous and, uh, you know, high pressure too. So, um, it's good to be home and just relax. Hey, well, I'll tell you what, Scott, we're happy that, you know, you're in the UFC and you, you definitely made some now yourself, man. So, we definitely hope to see you coming up in the next future fights for sure. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, uh, I appreciate the support. Yes, right? yeah, any, and uh, and and Scott, I wanted to tell you, I I took Landon to the bus stop this morning, and he found out that today was a day that you were going to be on the podcast, and he was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted well, he wanted to be here to talk to you. <laughs> Well, tell him, tell him anytime. Right. Next time we can, we can do it for sure. All right, for sure. Thanks, uh, thanks, Scott. We'll let you go with uh, your little boy, and uh, thanks for taking the time out to be with us today. Oh yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Anytime, I really appreciate it. All right, yeah, thanks, of course, Scott. man. Have a good one, man. All right, see you guys. So for everyone, that was Scott Holtzman, uh, pro UFC fighter. I would not fuck with him any day of the week. Not just at all. saying. Not uh, at all. <laughs> now. The biggest thing with our podcast, if a lot of people don't really understand what we do, is we try to talk general hockey and just, you know, just life in general and just like how most hockey players that aren't playing pros or don't really have a lot in life, you know, they can just kind of like understand what we're saying. So we're just trying to put in retrospect for people that he literally came from nothing. You heard him say that he came from a cubicle job. He wasn't happy. And one day he changed himself in life and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go out and, you know, train to fight for a bit. 
And now he's fighting in the unit, you know what I mean? The UFC. Like, can't, I, doesn't get any better than that. It like, doesn't, just doesn't. It's like, it's almost like a Cinderella story. It really is, though. It and really that, is. And that's the cool part. But at the same time, the whole reason why we brought Scott on as well is he was a, a, a pro hockey player. He played uh, in line for, was it Team USA? Nah, he played with uh, the New Jersey Savage Wolves, with uh, the same team I was on. We, we were teammates together. Okay, so my apologies for that. But he was, I, I tell you, you know, in, in no pun to this, he, he was a savage when he played. He, he, was, he was an animal. Like, that, in... If you if you, if I could say, you know, watching him play, you can almost say that he was, you know, gonna be something. You know what I mean? If if that if that means anything, because he was just he was very determined when he played hockey. He was very determined. He wanted to be the best, and obviously that's that's how he he pulls it over. Right now in UFC, he wants to be the best, and, yeah. and it's like like we said against Nick Letts. You heard him what he said against there. It was it was tough. And that's one of the things, man, like if you know someone's going to do something to, you know, you know, he said like grabbing his gloves and stuff like that, you can't really change that if the ref doesn't see that, you know? So I don't know. I, I give him the utmost respect for being in the UFC. Like I said, I would never go toe to toe with this guy. Even if he tried to challenge me on the ice, I'd be like, listen, I'll just get off the ice for you. So, but to change subject really quick, um, Dusty Donovan wants a stadium series, ladies and gentlemen. And oh. let me tell you what. For you Pens fans talking all that shit in Section 209, suck a dick. I heard you. Heard you on that. You know, oh, we were, all those we were sitting Pens there, fans. Sitting there, you know, even when we were, you know, walking the concourse with my uncle and my nephew. That's all they were saying. Talking shit the whole time. Fuck you, flyers and bullshit like that. Kept yeah. my mouth shut. I kept my mouth shut until, but... You know, to all the listeners here and, you know, my co-host here, Michael, tell you, Mike, did I or did I not call that? He called it. He <laughs> called it. Nine minutes left in the game. He looks at me. He says it like this, though. All right. They're <laughs> going to come back, but they're going to lose. Which, listen, I can't really be mad at him saying that because that's typical Flyers way. You know, they'll, they'll put, bring this comeback all the way to the end and fucking blow it. But Claude Drew... You're my God. You can be my father. Hey, hey, we got we big, big dick Claude now. Big yeah, listen, Claude. I'm cool big, with that. So hey, big dick Claude and uh, Monk and you're still a bitch. So anyway, my whole thing is we had these Pens fans in our section talking shit. And this one Pens fan sitting in front of us trying to fist pump us every time he's like, oh, you fist pump. No, no, no. And because and I only... tell you, let me let me let me interrupt you. Oh. you know how hard it was for me not to stand up and punch that guy in the face. Speaking of guy getting punched in the face, there was a fight in our section. Yes. So yep. like yep. two rows above, that was pretty solid. It was yep. a little bit of UFC, you know. So we should have <laughs> called Scott up. But uh, yeah, so three minutes left, or I'm sorry, nine minutes left. The pens go up. What three one? You see a quarter of the stadium at at the link just oh. clear out. Yeah, I, it was bullshit. I called everybody front runners or fake fans. They laughed. Yep. Everyone we're ran. There. We're sitting there in the fucking rain, the cold. I'm at my fucking paying fourteen dollars a beer. I'm like fuck, it was cold. But they came back with the last three minutes. They tied it. Went to OT. You know, finished the job. And I just want to go around to everyone and flip every single one of those Pens fans off, especially in our section. Just a big old fuck you to them. So if you guys couldn't tell, either you're a Flyers fan or not on this podcast, I don't know what to tell you. It is what it is. So 
with the whole speaking of the Flyers with trades going down and stuff like that. I don't know if uh, confirmed yet, but we have lost Wayne Simmons from rumors. Um, I think he went to Columbus, or I'm sorry, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. What the fuck's he gonna do in Winnipeg? Yeah, um, I forget where I read that this morning. I saw you know news that he's going to Winnipeg. Um, Simmer, I wish you nothing but the best, man. You you're a phenomenal player for the past eight years with us. Damn, I wish we weren't losing you. But at the same time, the way that, you know, hockey's changing, the evolution, you need to change your style and your system's Actually, up. Yeah. So you really can't make, you know, be pissed off at that judgment call by your GM. We have a new GM, in, our, you know, with us now. So he's trying to better us as an organization. And you really can't be mad at the guy for that. No, not at all. Gordon's not. doing a solid job as being an AHL coach playing or working in the NHL. I mean, yeah. he, and I mean, for, for, and, you know, like like you said, you gotta you gotta get a new scenery, man. Like he's got twenty some points this season. Come on, you're you're a seventy seventy point guy. Yeah. And I don't uh know if he's still hurt or what? Let me tell you, Flyers, if you're listening to this, if you ever do listen to this, thank God you saved your ass with that ten or ten days minimum bullshit lower body injury for Carter Hart. You're lucky. Yeah. You almost had a link burnt down. I, I swear mean, to God. Everyone yeah, wanted to bad. see him. It was bad, man. And, and as soon as they came out with that, the guy practiced the day before. And now, magically, he's got a lower body injury. What did he? What happened? He stepped on a goddamn Lego. At, at, at who, who Clear tape on the box. Racco Gudis's house. He fucking stepped on a Lego at Gudis's house. We all know Gudis shouldn't be playing since you know. Yeah, why did like timeout? That's the thing with me. If we're trying to trade people, how do we sell Gudis? Nobody wants a fucking goon anymore. I think people take Doug Glatt over fucking Radcliffe. I would fucking take Doug Glatt at this point. Like, listen, I would take Derek Bougard, rest in peace, man. But, like, if he was around, I would take him any day of the week. Because if you want a guy that could fight, that was literally the guy you want to fight. Oh, yeah. Like, Jesus. But um, I'll tell you what. It's cool, though, just to see how, you know, trying to touch on the subject, grinding to commitment. Um, I actually was introduced to a young man this past weekend when we went to the stadium series. Um, I, TJ's a co-host. Uh, he, he coaches another hockey team, and I was able to go watch them play. And I was able to meet this one kid who's actually an ROTC member. Um, he plays full-time hockey, takes classes full-time. Um, and that's kind of one of those things where, like, he's consistently up at, like, 6 in the morning, goes to the gym, goes to the classes. Then on top of that, he has to go to ROTC for two hours, um, and then he has to, you know, I'm sorry, go play hockey after that. So for those kids, for those kids that can like that come out and say that they can't do something, that's bullshit. You're just being lazy and just go talk to fucking Scott. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seriously though. And listening to this kid talk to me this weekend and just kind of seeing like, you know, what he wants in life, you can see that he's going to conquer it because he has that mindset where he came from nothing. He didn't have the best home life when he was growing up. But, you know, he turned that around for himself. He reached out to people, and now he's going to school basically for free. Like, basically, his college is paying him to go to school because he's so yeah. good at his, with his academics. So yeah, he's, he's, he's a good kid, man. Like, good apple. You know, he's, you know, his, 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 you know, home life is great now. You know, he's being brought up the right way. Yep. Like speaking to the kid, he's very, very proper. He's a good kid. I mean, he's a, he's a Pens fan. I'm not cool with that, but. He's yeah. a good kid. He's a good we, apple. You know, he's got a good brother. 
good sister, you know, like it's, it's great to see what he's doing in life to, you know, succeed his goals. Yeah. So for you people or you kids out there that, you know, either this could be a little touchy subject here, but if you guys think that you literally can't do something or you need someone to talk to, go reach out to your hockey coach or something, someone that's willing to talk to you and, you know, you know, let all your emotions out on the ice and stuff like that. Cause I played with a lot of players that wore their heart in their sleeve and they always gave me like that bullshit excuse. Well, I can't do it cause I'm pissed off. I can't do it because you know, this, this, and this, it's not that you literally can change your mentality in a flip of a switch. As long as you know, you want to do it. And this kid literally was proof of it. And, you know, watching your boys play this weekend too, TJ was kind of fun too. Yeah. And, they battled all weekend. They had a hard loss the one week or the one game. Yeah, we 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 go back at it tonight against them. So hopefully we get the W tonight. And if, for people who don't know, it's a number one and number two team playing against each other. So um, it, it's definitely a fun fun game to watch, especially you know when it's kind of a rival between the two of you. Especially, oh, yeah. it it really is. And you know, for as a coach, it's it's very very stressful. It, it really is. Yeah. Because you know it, it, you know your team can do so much better, and it, they just—it's it, almost like they, you know, they—they want to play down to the other level of the team, which we re, we know that can't happen. You yep. know, it can't happen. So, and I, I say this time and time again to the guys. You know, I, I tell them like when you guys want to play hockey and put sixty minutes together, there's nobody's going to touch them. Exactly. And a lot of like your team has is built around speed. And I yep. noticed that right off the gat, even in warmups, you can just tell like you got a couple of kids like uh, I don't want to butcher this kid's name, but Cusco or Gusco. Uh, oh, Guso. Yeah, Guso. Yeah. That, right. So this team that he coaches very, very well um, built around speed. But their issue right now that from what I saw is they take t- like dumb penalties once in a while. Yeah, we're um, Yeah, hey, it happens with the best of us. But he has the typical Euro players. Um, they have that same mentality. I don't know what's with some Euro players that, like, no offense to them. And if you take offense, well, get fucking tough. I'm going to tell you. But for you guys to constantly think that your gods come to America playing hockey, like, you got to realize there's different systems and ways people play hockey. And American hockey, and no offense, it's different than Euro hockey. Euro hockey's pure finesse. And American hockey isn't, I want to say, like, brute, but it's still evolving into finesse. So, for to watch one of your Euro players this weekend, actually, I saw him do it, get pissed off because he or no one fed him the puck, he threw his hand in the air. I'm sorry, as a scout, I guarantee he's cut off every list from throwing his hands up. And, and that's what kids need to realize, you know, like, and, and we said this before, we touched on before, mm-hmm. all the people listening, kids listening, you know, we, we've gotten messages about, like, younger kids and teens listening here is, guys, there, there's always somebody watching. Don't throw your fucking hands in the air. Don't get pissed off. Just go out, get the puck, go out the next shift and bust your ass the next shift. I'll see the DVHL no one wants to. Yeah, don't, don't. Don't throw your hands in the air. Don't shrug your shoulders. Don't fucking slot your head. Nobody likes that. Nobody wants to see that shit. And as a teammate, if I was playing juniors, I would literally wait till practice to light you up. And I'm sorry. Like, if you have that one player that's a cancer, 
you need to do something about it. And I'm not saying go out and like, you know, take his kneecap out or anything like that, but literally pull him aside and try to have a team on like, you know, a one-on-one conversation as a team, no coaches, just put him in a spot and hopefully things change. If not, that's when you have to go to the coaches and be like, listen, we tried our best to, you know, change their ways, but they're not willing to change. Ask for a trade, you know, it's stuff like that. But, other than that, you guys played really well. Um, it's nice to see young hockey actually starting to play good, like good hockey instead of you know the bullshit two hundred foot stretch passes that don't make it there and turn to an ice. Oh yeah, it's annoying. So yeah, no, and that's the one thing that it's nice to see. Like either nineteen, even triple A hockey to junior hockey, even double A hockey, you can tell between the levels because of how simple they can play. If yeah. they can break a game, a game down and just play by certain zones, you'll kill a team. But you obviously see, like, you know, 16A kids or 16AA or any any level that's A, AA. You guys are trying to stretch things that aren't there. And one of the best advice that I ever got from a coach was don't think, just do. And what as simple as that is, it actually means a lot, is as soon as you hesitate, as soon as you look at someone and you're like, oh, I should go there, you're hesitating. That gives the opponents to or the opposing team to respond to that. So as soon as you see someone, just pass. And if they do pick it off, that's when you recover. Because as soon as you hezzy, you're fucked. Oh, and, you're, dead. you're dead. And I'll tell you what, your team ha- didn't do that this weekend. They they didn't. The first game they did, they hezzied a little bit, but yeah. second or the second game, watched them where they pumped them. I mean, they look phenomenal. And that's what it was. They went in, and and hopefully that confidence builds over to to tonight. It really does. That's what, I, uh, what I'm hoping. I hope they're pissed off after that yeah, loss. Too. Yep. Uh, uh, we should have. We sh- two turnovers cost us a goal in overtime. Same thing. It's just. It. it I think tonight will be better. They'll. They'll have a better. Uh, that's better an, mentality tonight. That's another thing I want to touch on. When I see a lot of players, they can't take criticism from coaches. And don't get me wrong. I know there's coaches out there that think they're fucking drill sergeants. That you know they're ripping you a new asshole. Yeah. But it's just because in practice, you can perfect something. You know what I mean? But when yep. it comes to game time and you fuck up, that's when it really matters. Like, you, there's no room for imperfections. So, for kids to come out during in-between periods and sulk because they're not either getting enough ice time because they're not playing well, I'm sorry. You can't do that, especially when you're playing top-tier hockey. Like, it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't fly in my book. Or I, I don't think anyone's book because – you're literally playing tier one, triple A, or even junior A hockey. And, you know, you're going to get sat once in a while. You're going to get scratched once in a while. Look at goaltenders. They don't fucking bitch and moan if they get sat a game because they know they're going to eventually play. So yeah. to see kids, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to say any names, but to see kids do that, it, it, it's got to stop. You're just going to lose ice time by doing shit like that or looking at you, hey, can I go in? Don't do that. You'll go in when the coach tells you to go in. Sorry. I just had to get No, no you're chest. good. You're good, <laughs> man. You're good. <laughs> but, um, no, other than that, man, like, you guys played well. Uh, it was a fun game. Um, and that's the one thing. As long as you guys keep grinding, you guys are going to beat this team. It's, it, it's tough. We got three games left. We got to get all six points. That's, that's the main thing. And – uh, actually, I want to give a shout out to one of our local teams too. Um, so, from where we're at, we're we're you know stationed around Pennsylvania. Okay, we'll just say we're in PA, and we have a local high school team that beat an underdog team seven to four. Um, Northampton 
uh, high school. They beat Freedom High. Freedom High was undefeated in the regular season. So congr- congratulations to Northampton. Uh, first game against one of three in the championship starts tonight. Um, best I, of three, huh? Best of three against like Parkland. It. And Parkland's basically like the team that everyone hates in the league, no matter what sport it is. Everyone kind of hates Parkland because, you know, the so quote-unquote the richest. But, um, yeah, so tonight they play, and I hope they, you know, come out with a dub for the next two wins. Um, they're definitely the underdogs in this game, but they can pull it out. So congratulations, Northampton. Um, good luck, guys. Yeah, seriously, good luck. We'll, I'll definitely be there tonight watching you guys. And don't fuck up. Schmitty, stay out of the box. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No but, kidding. I mean, the one thing – oh, and that's another thing I want to say, too. So, with scholastic hockey and travel hockey, good Lord. I probably touched on this in one of the previous episodes, but I'm fucking doing it anyway. So, watching scholastic hockey and watching, like, AAA, A players playing in it, I'm sorry, but I don't care who you are. You should be putting up eight goals. Like, if you're playing AAA, A, like, when I was playing – you know, for freedom way back when in Vietnam, uh, we had teams like Parkland putting up goals like 13, 14 goals. They ran the score. They didn't give a shit. And it's like, I get so frustrated watching coaches be like, oh, you got to pass six times before you shoot. Like, no, make it a goddamn shooting gallery if you want to, because like, if you're going to embarrass someone, you might as well make it a school. I, I, and you know, my, my thought on high school hockey joke, the joke. Yep. But at the same time, kids need to find extra ice time. And I don't understand that because if you're playing for a tier one program that you're on the ice, what, five days a week, that's including games and whatnot. But then you also have off ice, you got workouts. So like, you're just kind of making yourself more prone to get hurt. And if you get hurt and that's in your contract saying like, oh, well, you shouldn't be skating with another team. You screw yourself. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's brutal. And Again, I, I, I'll, I'll touch on it again. You know, you got juniors ending. You got players that are playing both and missing important games for juniors. It's just it, – you got to pick and choose. You really do. I, I get it. You know, some of you guys are seniors. Some of you guys are juniors. But it, it's – But high school hockey is not taking you anywhere. Junior, You're not yes, playing in junior, North Dakota. Junior hockey is going to get you somewhere. Yeah. And – even if you don't make, you know, junior hockey, like you have to make an NCAA D one D two team to. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say you have to, but you need to make a top, you know, school or a college team to even get noticed to even play in like the Fed or the ECHL or something like that. So, oh. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't get it, man. I just don't. I don't get it. Like, what? What are you trying to prove? To light a really bendy kid up that has four pounds of clear tape around his ankle. Oh, it's sick. You know I, Dude, I literally want to – I make fun of the kids that do that. Like, when I see a kid that is two or three times skill-wise, uh, you know, other than the, better than the other kid, and he lights him up, I'm just like, dude, you're a fucking loser from one because, like, the kid can barely keep his head up. So, yeah, now, for those kids that do that, you, you should know better. And – for the guys that hit the girls on the ice, if there's a girl playing on men's le- or on a men's team, you're a fucking you're douche too. You're a fucking joke. <laughs> I get it. So I get it. She's playing in a fucking you know fucking high school league and shit, but like fuck. 
that's what I mean, man. Like, you got to think about it, too. We all started somewhere in hockey. Some of us started when we were four years old, and then some of us are starting just in high school because they truly love the game. So why not let them just enjoy it? Why have to go out and, like, ruin it for them by trying to hurt them? And, like, you know what I mean? So if you see a guy that can barely skate that's just out there still learning, don't light him up. Like, that's just stupid. And I, 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 I guarantee you tonight I'm going to have content about that. Like, I will see it tonight in this classic game. Sorry. And it's no, it's it's just I <laughs> again. If you want to be that guy, go play juniors and light somebody up in juniors. You're not going to get anywhere fucking lighting somebody up like a Christmas tree in high school hockey. Yep, zero showcases. Like you're no one's going to come to the LV, I'm I'm calling this league out. No one's coming to LVSHL and being like, oh, well, let me go look for my next Division One prospect. Like no. Never happened in our entire career. And the only reason why, if it ever did happen, was because that travel player was playing either junior A for some team and he was uh, having a phenomenal year with that team. And, yeah. you know what I mean? Et cetera. So they come over and watch him there. So that's kind of one of those things, too, where, like, you really just need to reach out to someone. If you can't afford junior hockey, talk to someone. TJ said it before. Was it called ADM or something like that? I, yeah, ADM, man. So you can find out. Uh, a financial plan or something just to play better hockey try to get away from the bad habits get away from the bullshit league do your research before you go try out for a team if you know that you're just trying to make a junior a team just to have the junior a behind hockey that's yep. a joke you do that you're gonna be miserable it's 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 a fucking joke it really is and it, so many things can happen you know it, it's again you know, you got junior hockey. You're gonna go play junior hockey. What, like, as a coach, what do you think as a coach if your fucking player gets hurt playing fucking high school hockey? Oh, I'd be pissed. It's just I would sit you probably. I mean, until you get back, say we have playoffs or something like that, and you're out for playoffs. Don't expect to play me for me I'll next year. My, I I'd lose my fucking mind. I would trade you. I'd find I'd a way lose to my trade fucking you. Mind. And that that's I mean, as fucked up as it sounds. I mean, we're not being dicks. It's true. Like, this is the reality of hockey nowadays. You can't be fucking around in different leagues. And like I said, you're going to LVSHL. What if someone tries to go knee on knee with you just because you're putting up four or five goals and you're, they're yeah. pissed off? It's just stuff like that, man. And then when you play not as good kids, they get pissed off a lot easier because obviously you're going around them, making it look really easy, and then they can't do it. So they can't control their equipment. They're trying to hack at you, take your legs out, stupid stuff. Everything's a fucking hack, man. It's Oh, my God, yeah. Taking runs at you. It's just that shit pisses me off to no end. But, yeah, man, other than that, I mean, stay away from Scholastic Hockey unless you have to really play for it. All right. <laughs> Hey, that that we we can talk for hours and hours about that. Just nonstop bullshit about hockey or uh, high school hockey. Oh well, yeah, too, and it, it kills me seeing like freshmen playing varsity when they're literally like bantams. Yeah, it's just you know in- some of them are fifteen playing nineteens, which I mean, if you have the skills, by all means, go for it. But if you're just doing it as an organization just to collect money and fill a roster spot. That's you're, bullshit. Loki, you're destroying your, your organization in the long run because they're not progressing. They're only making themselves more timid and scared because if they get lit up, they're not going to touch the puck. They're not going to want to. No, they're, it's going to go out there and be like fucking open hockey session or yep. fucking stick and puck. 
Yep, and it's a goddamn shooting gallery after that, and good lord. Right. Now we're going to listen to the parents. What the fuck? This is bullshit. Oh, it's and all the time. And again, and you know, to touch on the whole, you know, you know, junior hockey, high school thing, like, if if you're, if you're eligible to play junior hockey, go play junior hockey or AAA, and then you can go up to junior hockey. Don't fucking play high school hockey. Yep. And that's the thing, too. I was talking to a parent this past weekend. Uh, we were actually talking about NCDC League. And um, they looked at New Jersey Hitmen. Um, I don't want to fuck this up. I, I think Long Island – or the Islanders? Yeah, the, that, pa- and pa- the Pal Islanders. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, I didn't want to fuck that up. So I was telling them it's kind of one of those things that even if you don't make their junior A program and you make a 16 AAA program in that system or in that organization – your foot's in the door already. So it's kind of one of those things that, hey, now I'm in the same facility as a team I want to be playing for. Can you come check out my game? If not, let me send you a video one time. Or you don't even have to tell them to come check out your game. If you just tell them to go on Hockey Live or Hockey TV, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, they can literally just go at home and watch you play and just kind of cut out and edit things that they want to watch and kind of critique you on. So – by all means, go out and try out for a team that if you get to play for free, why not? Oh, ha- fuck, man. If, if, if you get to play for free, jump on that opportunity right away because, again, you're going to fucking – it's going to lead to something for you. Yep. And for the kids that don't make, you know, a final roster or they get cut their first round, second round, whatever it is, if you get cut in general from any tryout, don't discour- don't let that discourage you. That should honestly – Get you pissed off and be like, all right, well, next year I'm going to come out or even go to your next training camp. Because the way that they have training camps, it's usually week by week by week from different teams so that you can hop around and see if you make a team. So if you don't make first cut or any type of cut in a tryout, like I said, don't let that discourage you. Go back, try harder, skate harder. If you have to find a certain role, quote unquote, to take on, take it on and be good at it. So there's always ways to move yourself up in the rankings, especially in the hockey world. Like we said, there's always a way to take on a quote unquote role in hockey and you just embrace it and you get it even as a centerman I mean, or even a PK guy or a power play specialist. So there's always something to do as a hockey player, even as a goaltender to better yourself and get you on a better team. It just depends on your mentality and if you're willing to do it or not. It's yeah. not like someone's going to hand it to you and be like, oh, well, maybe next year I'll sign you again. So let me sign you just for now so you got nothing to worry about. No one ever does that. Yeah. Uh, no. So you got to work for it. And that's just plain and simple. And anything in life, too, even if you have a good job, it's not like you can just, like, go work at McDonald's for seven days a week and make six figures. Well, unless you own one. But you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, you get what I'm saying, though. So, yeah. Make yourself out of something. Stop looking for excuses for people to kind of feel bad for you to get something handed to you because no one's willing to do that anymore. Nobody. And we said this before, and you got to work for what you want. Yep. You really do. You got to work for what you want in life. And that, that's hockey, life, a girl. Like, it, it, it is what it is. You, you have to work. Say. <laughs> Sing, sing. Brodies. Uh, yeah, no, I'll tell you what. It, and that's the thing, too. Even, like, when you're on the road, you have to have that mentality. You just never know who's watching you. 
You oh. never know. There's an NA coach in the stands, like saying, like, oh, you're playing EHL, or you're playing USPHL, or any league that's underneath NA, or stay away from NA3. I'm sorry. I'll say that right now. Stay away from NA3. But if you have any top tier junior leagues looking at you and you have a hell of a game, that's phenomenal. But if you go out and be a shit bag and you're looking to see if someone's watching you, you're going to play like shit. And it's, that's the biggest thing, too, for coaches. Like, coaches should not have to tell people, like, hey, there's someone in the stands. Play good. You should be expected to play good every game instead of someone to come watch you to make you play good. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you did touch on that as well. Like, if, if you're out there scouting, like, you don't even have to be there. Like, again, like I said, someone's always watching. If they're there, they can tune on on hockey TV. It, 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 hockey TV takes you a long way. It really yes, does. it and, does. And kids need to realize that you know it's. I I I respect all the submissions you know of like you know guys dumping somebody on the boards and goals and you know scrums here and there. But if you're playing midget hockey and you're you're fighting like, it, oh it, my it's, god, it's yes, just, it's just gonna look bad for you in the long run. There's no, there's no point in doing it because you're just gonna get thrown out. You're gonna get suspended. You look like fucking Shrek, a yeah. goddamn ogre. You look like a fucking dumbass, yeah. like punching with your gloves and hitting a cage it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt guys it it really doesn't if you're gonna be a man take your shit off drop your fucking gloves and let's just beat the fucking piss out of somebody don't we're not not, condoning we're not condoning it we're not condoning it but if it's gonna happen make it count that's the way we look at it especially in the junior team because we see so many guys run their mouth like oh you want to go you know you're going to tell someone, oh, you're fist-fucking me and stuff like that. Thanks, Tucker, by the way. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to run your mouth, you got to have someone to back it up with instead of just trying to be a scumbag and, like, take someone's foot out or, like, slew foot on, like, skiing by. Like, stop being like that. If you're going to handle your business, take it out on the ice, leave it on the ice, and afterwards, shake hands like a man. Because and walk away. That's Yeah, it. it's, it's done hot. with. At the end of the day, who gives you shit? Yep. Until you have a set contract saying that you're paying, getting paid a certain amount of money, you shouldn't be acting that you have a 10-inch dick. Because, sorry, half of you don't. Half of you aren't even hit puberty yet. So, fucking relax. <laughs> Getting me all fired up. Yeah. Shit. Ah. Ah. So, biggest thing is, Stop fighting over bullshit. Listen, it, like if you're protecting your goalie, your teammate, if it was a scummy hit, by all means, go after the guy. I'd be for it too. You're protecting your own. But if you're going out of the way to be a third man in, hopping off a bench, doing something to only not just hinder your team but yourself, you're like more of a jackass getting tossed out of a game. And uh, trust me, I've seen it. Guys going in, third man in, getting tossed, flipping the fans off because he thinks he's a shit walking out of there. It's like, you don't realize how many teams you probably just got cut from. Exactly. Cause someone's always watching. Yep. And that's the thing, man. Like if you're willing, to, like as fucked up as it sounds, if you're willing to throw hands and you come out, you know, on top and it's a legitimate fight, like I said, we're not condoning this, but if it does happen, you look more of a man because you shake it off be like, Hey, good fight, man. Hey, you too. Boom, go five minutes. Or if you get tossed, you get tossed. But the whole punching with gloves and helmet, and it's like, that's just, it's a joke. It really is. And I said that this weekend. We talked talked about this weekend. Like, if if you're going to fight somebody, 
take your gloves off. If you fight somebody with your gloves on, you you have a 99% chance of just fucking snapping your wrist in half with your glove getting caught in the cage. Oh, yeah. And I remember, so actually, one of my buddies told me a good story. So he was, um, I forget where he was playing. Uh, I think he was playing like AAA or something. But he was running, the, uh, his one of his teammates was running his mouth at another kid. And the kid was wearing a cage. So he grabbed the kid's cage by his fingers. And the kid shook his hand, like his head real hard. Yeah. Broke all the kid's fucking fingers. Because his hands were in his cage and he started shaking like viciously and snapped like, I guess two or three of his fingers. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things, man. That's another thing too. Don't throw your fingers inside of a cage because shit like that can happen. Yeah. And it's, and to me, and and you know, like I'll, I'll touch a story real quick with, you know, the whole thing with fighting and shit is, um, I was playing inline hockey, you know, we were, I was playing pro inline hockey for a Philadelphia team. We went down to DC and this guy was just running his fucking mouth during warmups the whole time. Like I, I, I didn't go down and expect to fight anybody. You know, my wife goes, don't go down and beat the shit out of anybody. That's what, exactly what she told me. So this guy's running his mouth, trying to be a fucking tough guy. You know, the game was televised on, you know, television down there and shit and he was their fighter and didn't i just skated by him didn't say a word you know like five minutes into the game he decides he wants to be a dickhead and you know go after one of our younger guys a rookie so you know and i looked at him i said don't be a fucking dick he's like you want to go i said all right you want to go i dropped my gloves he dropped his gloves right away we beat the piss out of each other well i i don't want to say each other I hit him four times and he hit the fucking ground. Right. So, and, and after the, after the game, he came up to me, his fucking nose was all bleeding. His eye was all fucking cut. And he's like, Hey man, good game. Good fight. Way to be like, yeah. and that's the thing. Like it, it's a fucking respect thing. Like it's code. Don't, it's a code. It's a code, you know, and don't, don't be a fucking dickhead trying to jump a guy from behind Bertuzzi. Don't be a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Don't be, a, don't be a fucking dick. If you're going to fucking square up with somebody again, I'm not condoning it, but if it's got to happen, happen. Yeah. Let and go, that... Let's go on the ice. Don't fucking do it in the fucking crowd where your parents are yelling at each other, looking like a bunch of fucking misfits. It's just, it, it's, 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 it looks bad. It looks bad on the game when your parents get involved. And I see too many parents getting involved with the game these days. Like just let their kids play. Coaches are supposed to be coaches, not don't, parent yeah. advisors. Like, don't don't live through your fucking kid, and that's the thing. Like, you know, everybody asks me all the time, "Are you going to coach Landon? You're going to coach Braden?" And I, to me, I don't want to coach them because I want to sit back and enjoy. For people that don't know who Landon and Braden are, that, those are his two boys. So, not just like random kids that he picked Sorry. up off the street. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, no, My but kid, I, I, yeah. I completely agree with that, man. Like, that's the thing. If God forbid if I ever have little minions running around. I feel bad for that woman, whoever does that with me. But um, if I ever have kids, that's one thing that I, I'll always say is, like, I'm never going to coach them unless it, they're obviously little kids and we're in the street and stuff like that. But when it comes to practices, let them figure it out on their own unless they get old enough to where they want lessons or something like that. Like, listen, I was never given lessons my entire life, and I figured it out, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things that either kids naturally have it or they need help getting it. And until they're old enough to understand that, I'm not just going to fork out $80 a session or something like that 
Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. So, like, and, and you see so many parents these days just forcing their fucking kids to do something like that. They don't even want to do. They don't even want to do like yeah. Landon and, and, and Landon tells me, you know, he's got, you know, hockey on Saturday mornings, like just before evaluation start in March. And I, he goes, dad, I want to go. Okay. I'm going to take them. I'm going to go watch you do your thing. Yeah. Like, if it's what your kids want to do these days. And I, and to me, yes, I, I know my kids are going to play hockey. I'm not going to force them to play hockey because I'm not, I don't want to force them to do something now for when in the long run they do it and they get tired. So many parents are forcing their fucking kids these days to do, 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 instead of asking, what do you want to do? No. Yeah. And I, and that's the thing, man, too, is like, like you said, kids are being forced instead of asking and you can't do that. Especially with millennials too. It's like that generation is yeah. no offense guys. I found out I'm not a part of the millennial generation, so I'm allowed to say this now. Y'all are soft. It is, and they all are soft. It's everybody's soft. Everybody's fucking entitled, and it's it's just ridiculous. It, it, it's, I'll tell you right now, I would track that statement if I was a millennial. But you know, since I found out, what was it you got to be a 96 and up is a millennial. I'm a 94. So <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> But before we end this, um, if you guys haven't heard last podcast, we did get a sponsorship. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll spit it out real quick. Yeah, go ahead, man. So creative t-shirt printing for a lot of you guys that are in men's league or in juniors, um, any type of sport. It's not even just hockey, but just in life in general. If you have a business, whatnot, they do custom t-shirts, hoodies, um, any type of apparel, but it's screen printing. Um, they're local. They're from Washington Crossing, Pennsylvania. So they're near us pretty much. Um, if you guys can give them a follow actually on Instagram, it's going to be creative t-shirt printing. Um, if you just type it in, it's basically a white, uh, background and it's creative and it's red. So if you can go give them a look on Instagram, um, you know, that'd be huge for them. And also hopefully we can get a, um, oh my God, why am I trying a promo code? I'm hoping we're getting a promo code for you guys. So if they are willing to give us a promo code, we'll definitely give you guys that next podcast. If not, we'll keep it updated on Instagram. Uh, for you guys that don't follow us on Instagram, it's Dusty Dimes 1256. Um, so give us a follow us on Instagram too to keep you guys posted with everything. Yeah, too. And I want to add too for uh, for all the listeners that don't know, uh, for to follow Scott, go follow him on Instagram at hot sauce holtzy at hot sauce holtzy okay and check out his training at at the mma lab and at shield systems academy check that out give him a follow uh like his stuff he's, he's got some good things coming up you know as you heard on the podcast and just follow the guy the guy's a beauty you know he's a friend he's a team he was an old teammate and you know we thank him for being on the show and hopefully we can have what he wants he wants to be on the show more often later on so um with that mike i i'm i'm pretty set man getting ready for tonight's tilt yeah man hey good luck and uh we thank you everyone for listening to dusty dimes episode four stay tuned for our next broadcast thursday we have another special guest like i said follow us on instagram to keep you posted dusty dimes 1256 other than that hope everyone has a good week and have a good one bye-bye mike